Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal. Tonight, we bring you a gruesome tale of science gone awry. Archobler's Chicken Heart. Money men. I tell you, they make me sick like I've never been sick before. <laughs> I take it then, Dr. Alberts, that you aren't looking forward with a great deal of pleasure to the annual visit of the trustees. Every year a headache. Every year it is the same time. Those men. Why must they come here? Disrupting our work. Excuse me, please. Hello? Da, this is Dr. Albert. What? Sandwiches? Sandwiches for what? This is a research laboratory, not a restaurant. All right. All right, order the sandwiches. If they eat, they go away faster. Ah, I leave everything to you. Goodbye. Sandwiches. Ugh. <laughs> For some reason, your annual tour of inspection always gives everybody an appetite. Isn't that true? Ugh. I tell you, it makes me sick. They look in the test tubes. Do they understand what is in them? No. But every year, every year, the same foolish questions. Every year, the same waste of time. The trustees. Home they should stay. Now then. What were we discussing? The end of the world? Ah, yes, yes, that article on the end of the world. You were saying that it's your belief that the rotation of the Earth would gradually slow down until someday the Earth would stop entirely. Yeah, yeah, and when that day comes, it will mean the end of all human life. Inevitably. Six months of unbelievable cold, and then six months of unbelievable heat. Finished. Everything. But why, Doctor? I mean, why should the Earth stop rotating? It whirls in a frictionless vacuum, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, but there are influences which drag it back, particularly the tides of the oceans. Eventually, just as the moon's revolutions have stopped, so will the Earth. And then for man, calamity. Of course, that will happen in oh, maybe 2,000 million years from now. <laughs> well, that's a relief. 2,000 million years. Gives me a little time to uh, clean up a few loose ends. I don't know why I waste my time with you. You are like the other reporters. Nothing but wisecracks and foolishness. Oh, 
Dr. Alberts, I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's all right. I need more wisecracks in my life. You're a fine young man, Lewis. Never have you distorted what I have told you to make sensationalism for the headlines like most of the other newspapermen have. You have always been honest with me, and I like you. Thank you, Doctor. Now then, for this symposium of what scientists predict for the end of mankind, you might also say that I predict that the end of mankind will come with this cessation of Earth's rotation, because at that time one side of the Earth will always be hidden from the sun, and consequently will be covered with an ice cap hundreds of miles thick. On the other hand, the side that always faces the sun will be heated to a point where everything will be burned down to a great desert of red hot sand and rocks. Ugh. But as is not all, between the hot and cold sides of the earth there will be a sort of twilight zone, not affected by the direct blasting heat of the sun. But, if you think the future man could live in this section, think again. Life would be impossible. Great tearing hurricanes moving hundreds of miles an hour will roar, never stopping from the sunny side of the world to the cold side until finally, after hundreds of years, the air itself is frozen and there can be no more winds. I mean, that's... That's quite the picture. You can quote me as saying further that the only thing in the future Leon Alberts is absolutely positive of is that when the end of the world from mankind's standpoint happens, it will not occur until at least 2,000 million years from now. And that when the catastrophe does occur... Excuse me, please. Come in. Ah, I beg your pardon, Dr. Alberts. Yeah, yeah, what is it? The, uh, the trustees, sir, well, uh, they want you to show them the mechanical heart, sir. Mechanical heart? <laughs> I knew it. Knew it, Mr. Lewis. Why is it that the minute a visitor comes into this institute, right away, the first thing they must see is the mechanical heart? Well, after all, the idea of a heart beating away and having life outside of a body is rather intriguing. Yeah, yeah. This is an institute of research, not a sideshow. Uh, shall I tell them you won't? Oh, says I won't. Come along, Mr. Lewis. You will see me in my annual role as... I, how you say it? Sideshow Barker. Come along. <laughs> All right, if you give me the rest of my article on the end of the world as soon as you're through... The end of the world. What does that matter when the trustees want to be entertained? Ugh, money men. Make me sick. Make me sick like I've never been sick before. Oh, here we are, Dr. Alberts, already. The boys and I are simply dying to hear your masterly exposition of the artificial heart, or whatever you call it. <laughs> oh, this gentleman. Oh, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. This is Mr. Lewis, with one of the newspapers. Oh, a reporter! How interesting! I'm Mr. John C. Halop. H-A-L-O-P. If you please, in here. Ah, of course! This way, guys! Dear doctor is ready for us! Alright. This table here. If you will step this way. Oh, but Doctor, where is the heart? You're not going to disappoint us, are you? If you please, gentlemen. So, now I can explain. 
If you just step closer and look where I point, you will see inside of this quartz container is the isolated chicken heart. Oh yeah! Look at that, it really looks like a chicken heart! And that is what it is! The chicken to whom this heart was a vital organ is dead already for 17 months. But here in this apparatus, a modification of the robot heart developed by Lindbergh and Carell, this heart has gone on in an independent existence, beating away as if it was still part of a living fowl. Can you imagine that of all things? Yeah, that's really unbelievable! Through these tubes, as you can see, a constant stream of liquid is flowing to and from the heart. This liquid is called Hartman's solution and simulates tissue fluid. You mean it artificially replaces the bloodstream? Yeah, Louis the blood. The solution replaces the blood. But doctor, what uh, what keeps that artificial blood circulating? I will show you here. In this case, I open it. You see? Oh, it's a tiny electronic pump. Yeah, what we call a synchronized alternating pump. It drives the life fluid through the heart 60 times per minute, and so the heart lives on and on, though the body it came from is long dead. But doctor, you don't mean that this chicken heart can go on living forever. As long as we keep the serum that is circulating through it fresh and at the proper temperature, there is no reason why this heart cannot outlive a thousand generations of all of us. In fact, if an apparatus such as this had existed in the days of St. Napoleon, we might today stand and watch the heart of the Frenchman beating away as it did 168 years ago. Napoleon's heart, huh? But dear Dr. Albert, that chicken heart, it isn't really living and beating in there, is it? Most definitely. I will put the stethoscope against the chamber. You will hear. Now, listen. So, now you have heard it. Oh, I did indeed. That is absolutely amazing. Oh, let me listen, Dr. Alberts. I want to hear it. Oh, me first, boys. Let me hear it. Oh, no, I want to hear it again. <sighs> Man, please, one at a time. No, do not push the apparatus. You will please be careful. Gentlemen, please, the instruments, they are delicate. You will... Look out! Experiment ruined! Well, well, Dr. Alberts, we didn't... As speaking for us, we didn't mean to harm anything. We... Get out of here! But, Doctor... Get out of here! All of you, get out! You have ruined months of work! You silly money men. Months of work! See, the apparatus is broken. The heart stopped. Everything ruined. I don't care if you are the trustees. I don't care if you fund everything in here. Get out! Hi, my name's Jesse, and I'm addicted to paranormal stories. Hi, I started having problems when I would get into a YouTube dark hole at 3 a.m., and then I couldn't even sleep when I tried because I kept envisioning Hatman standing right outside my bedroom door. Hi, my name's Erica, 
And I'm addicted to paranormal stories. I spend every waking hour listening to true crime podcasts or reading stories on the No Sleep subreddit. Even my dreams have creepypasta vibes. Does Does this this sound sound like like you? Then dive into the abyss of the unknown and unexplained with a couple of fellow nerds. Tune into the Paranerds podcast with Jesse and Erica, your host with the ghosts. I don't have ghosts. You have ghosts. We're two semi-competent paranormal researchers diving into history, legends, theories, conspiracies, and more. Join us every Saturday as we dissect various topics and speculate wildly. Find Paranerds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, you jerk. Ah, Mr. Lewis is here to see you, doctor. Lewis? All right, send him in. Yes, doctor. Good morning, Dr. Alberts. Well, what is it? It's about that symposium, Doctor. I've got the rest of the material. Symposium? You don't remember last Friday, your discussion on the end of the world for that Sunday feature story we're running? You remember we were, uh, interrupted. I remember it only too well, money men. Well, I've been thinking about it over the weekend. I mean, I've been wondering whether or not you were able to salvage anything. Salvage? You think with so delicate an experiment as with a living heart there could be salvage? No, the experiment is ruined. Most unfortunate, wasn't it? It was a lesson. Hereafter, as long as I am head of this institute, there will be no more sightseers to the laboratory. This is a place for scientific work, not a sideshow. This is a place of... Dr. Albert, what is the matter? Dr. Albert, you need to come with me, quickly. Quickly where? What's the matter with you, young man? Is there fire or something? It. it. Speak up. It's what? You, you remember you sent me in to clean up that mess the trustees left. Yes, Val. I, I can't open the door. I, it won't budge. If you cannot open the door, why bother me? Call the janitor. What's the matter with you? No, Dr. Alberts, you've got to come with me. It's, it's something else. Something awful. Awful? What are you talking about? It's... I don't know what it is, sir, but the corridor is full of the odor of it, and you can hear it. You can hear it through the door. Dr. Alberts, come with me, please. You need to see for yourself. Is everyone going crazy around here? You hear what I have to put up with, Mr. Lewis? The door to the laboratory is stuck, so this man goes crazy. Dr. Alberts! Right, all right, I go with you. Go with you. Come along, Lewis. Maybe in between acting as a nursemaid to crazy men and crazy laboratory assistants, maybe I can give you the vest of the article on the end of the world. Come along, come along. Do you smell it, Dr. Alberts? Do you? I don't know. Do you, Mr. Lewis? Well, there's a particular odor in here, isn't there? Ugh, it's a simple explanation for that. The men last Friday, they knocked over the table, the chemicals. I'm so disgusted, like you say. I, I drove them out and locked the door. Well, here we are. So open the door, young man. But I can't. 
There's something holding the door back. It's something soft, and I can push in on it a little bit, but it's like it's something living. What? I, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Listen, put your ear against the door. Listen. I swear to God. Please listen. Just listen. Yeah, I'll listen. Ah, Nose, come here. Listen. Put your ear to the door. What the hell is that? Dr. Alberts, what in heaven's name is back there? Come away from the door. What is it, Doc? Hemi that fire axe off the wall. Yes, sir. It sounded like some sort of pump, didn't it? What? They said it sounded like a pump, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, pump! Yeah, sir. Should I break down the door? No, you fool. See hinges. Knock the pin out and the door will fall open. Here, let me. Yes, sir. Now, there's that one. Now, the other one. All right. Stand to one side. What are you going to do? See, it's the axe in here. Without the hinges, the door will fall open. Quick, to one side. Here it comes. <laughs> Dr. Alberts. Mutter in Himmel. Doctor. That, that huge piece of flesh on the floor, where did it come from? Listen to it, Doctor. It's pulsing. It is flesh, isn't it, Dr. Alberts? Yeah, it is flesh. A, a living mass of meat as large as a chair. What is it, Doctor? What the hell is it? it cannot be. And yet it is. Flesh. Pulsing. It is the chicken heart. <laughs> Dr. Alberts, be reasonable. At least let me release the story to my own paper. I won't color the news. I'll just tell you what happened. Do we know what happened? Certainly, the apparatus, robot heart, or whatever you want to call it, was accidentally smashed, and over the weekend, in some miraculous manner, that little chicken heart, no larger than my thumbnail, grew into a mass of pulsing flesh a thousand times its original size. Miraculously grew, you say. But in science, there are no miracles. I want to know why it grew. Why? But let me put the story on the wire, Dr. Alberts. We've been friends. I've never presumed on that friendship, but now I, I tell you, it's a story that'll... No, wait. 
Here is a possibility. What? When those trustees knocked over the apparatus, it fell against the rack of chemicals. Is it not possible that some unknown combination of those reagents acting upon the tissue resulted in uh, what you choose to call a miracle? The super growth of this heart, this independent existence of an organ outside its own bodily environment? Wait a minute. You, you mean you think that some of those chemicals that might have fallen on the heart caused it to grow and keep on living without a bloodstream? Yeah, it's the only possibility. There must be no newspaper publicity, my friend. I must have time, peace, quiet to analyze, investigate. If I can discover the secret of this independent existence, it may be in my power to do wonders for medical science that... I, I could do wonders. Dr. Alberts, come quickly! What's wrong? The heart! It's feeding! Feeding? That's not possible. Come see for yourself! It's not possible, I tell you. It's not possible! Quiet, everybody. Quiet now. Stand away from the door. Now's in front of you. Dr. Adams, what is the matter? I'm not quite sure, doctor. I was standing at the doorway here discussing this with one of the other men on the staff when... Suddenly, out of that mess of flesh, a long tentacle of protoplasm thrust itself outward. You mean out of the heart? Yeah, with my own eyes I saw it. It moved out until it reached that case of white mice there, and then it wrapped itself around one of the mice. Well, then the tentacle retracted itself, and the mass of flesh engulfed the mouse. The moment the mouse disappeared into the tissue, the appearance of the entire thing changed completely. Look! Look for yourself. The color is changing. It's reddish gray. Look, Dr. Alberts, the edges. The thing's crawling. No, it's not crawling. See, it's, it's growing. Dr. Alberts, what do we do? It's already twice the size it was. It's unbelievable. Hyperplasia of tissues at so rapid a rate? It cannot be. But how can it grow like that, Dr. Alberts? It's, it's just a mass of flesh. What's it growing on? Look, from the center of it. It's a tentacle of flesh like before. Yes, I see. A pseudopod. Like from a simple organism. Reaching out. What's it reaching for? It's groping. Groping along the floor. Dr. Adams, stand back. It might... Look out! Ah! Oh my god! Ah! It's crawling around Dr. Adams. Help me! Help me! Lewis. Don't go near it. The axe, where's the axe? Do something, somebody. It's pulling at him toward it. It. It sucked him in. Look out, it's another one. Another tentacle. Run, run for your lives, run.
What's going on in there? Everybody stand back. Must be a fire. They might be raiding the place. Mr. Rosen, what's going on over there? Officer, what's going on in there? I don't know. Don't ask me. Keep moving. Everybody just keep moving. But officer, I insist. You must tell me what's going on in there. All right, then insist. But stay at the back of these lines while you're insisting. Hello? Give me the chief. Chief, this is Lewis. Listen, give me a rewrite, man. The thing's still growing. No, chief, I'm telling you the truth. They got squads surrounding the building and nobody seems to know what to do. It's growing so fast that there doesn't seem to be any way to stop it. I I tell you, I saw it with my own eyes. The corridors are choked with living, crawling flesh. No, no, I'm not drunk. I'm telling you the truth. That little piece of flesh has grown until now. It's jamming the building with flesh. All inside the space of an hour. Captain, you must believe me. I tell you the only hope is to burn the building to the ground at once. Wait a minute, Doc. Wait a minute. Take it easy. I tell you, you need to burn it to the ground. It is the only hope. Believe me, it is. The tissue is undergoing constant mitosis. It is proliferating so rapidly that it has choked the building with living flesh. Burn it, I tell you. Burn it. Take it easy, I tell you. Take it easy. I sent in a call for the chief. He'll be here any minute. All this don't make any sense. You dumb fools. There's no time to waste. Hey, wait a minute. There is no minute. There is no second. This thing must be destroyed now. Valets confined. Don't you understand? For some reason, I cannot even imagine this tissue is doubling in size every hour. Do you know what that means, you dumb fool? In another hour, it will be twice the size it is now. And long before that, it will break open the building with the force of its pressure. What? Yes, the pressure of the growing flesh will thrust the building aside as if it were paper, and then it will be free in the street. Do you hear me? Free in the street! And then, the pseudopods, those tentacles of protoplasm stretching out, it lives on human flesh. You hear me? Flesh! The building must be burned, and the crowds must be kept back. Further back, I tell you. Further back, or else... What's that? What? The building! See, the walls are cracking! I found you! Get back, everybody! Get back! Everybody back! I tried to warn them. The heart is free. Alrighty, Chief. Pumpers are ready. All the hoses coupled up. We'll flood the thing with water from all angles. Alright, here's the signal! Open them up, full blast! Chief, look out! The flash is reaching! <laughs> Good is water. I told them the only hope is bombs, artillery. 
General mobilization orders. All National Guardsmen report to your armories. All National Guardsmen report to your armory. All National Guardsmen report to your armories. General mobilization orders. General mobilization orders. All National Guardsmen report to armories. General mobilization orders. Batteries in position, sir! Commence firing on the hour! Yes, sir! 20, 15, 10, 5, 0! Commence firing! Fire! It's useless. It has grown too large. And it grows too quickly. The flesh is already engulfing the guns. It came too late. Too late! You all right now, Dr. Alberts? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, Mr. Lewis, all right. I'm sure glad I found you. Stalled as long as I could, another ten minutes and we couldn't have taken off. That blasted protoplasm or tentacles or whatever it was was sucking at the wheels by the time we left the ground. Yeah, I saw. Five thousand feet. Well, we'll cruise around up here for a few minutes and then head west. It will do no good. It will do no good. Huh? I've told you. Like I've told so many. The flesh below it grows like mathematical progression. Faster, faster, greater, greater. There's no hope. Doctor, be rational. You don't mean it'll go on until... Until there is no place more to go. The Institute, when it was small, there was hope. Fire would have killed it. But now what can a man do? It's like telling the sea to go back. You can't mean that! It's gotta stop growing sometime! Look at it down there, Lewis. A gray blanket of evil covering everything. No hope, I tell you. None! See how the roads are black with men and women and their children running for their lives? See how the protoplasmic gray reaches out and engulfs them? Don't you see? Stop it! Stop talking like that! I've had all I can stand of this! We'll get away the government, they'll, they'll send bombing planes, and they'll blast it off the earth. That's it, bombing it. Poison gas. No hope. If it'll be the same as bombing the ocean, the flesh will go on and on. It is too late. It can't be too late. The little men down there did not believe their doom either until it engulfed them. Listen to me, Lewis. You remember only a handful of days ago you asked me my prophecy of the end of the earth? Remember my answer? <laughs> Such a scholarly prophecy. Cessation of earth rotation, mighty sounding astronomical theories. But now, this is reality, Lewis. The end has come for humanity. Not in the glory of interstellar combustion, not in the species, not in the peace of white coat silence, but It's a joke. A great joke, Lewis. A joke of the cosmos. 
towards the end of mankind because of a chicken tongue. We won't die. I can't die. I'll find a safe landing somewhere. I'll find a place where... The motor cut out. We're in a spin. I can't get out of it. I told you. Doomed. No! All mankind. Doomed. <laughs> and be with them. We're gonna fall right into it! We're gonna fall into it! No! Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Signal 1 and Instagram at The Lost Signal Podcast. Also, follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you and good night. <laughs>